By now you all know that the Big Ten released their 2024 and 2025 schedules yesterday afternoon. I have a video covering this in depth and providing my thoughts that I encourage you all to watch, so if you're interested, please do so by clicking the link in the description down below. Today, in this video, I want to talk about something that is, in my opinion, deeper than the whole Big Ten. It specifically ties into Michigan and Ohio State and how the scheduling impacts these two teams. Because as we all know now, the Big Ten has removed divisions in 2024 and beyond. And Michigan and Ohio State is a protected rivalry game. They will play each other every year. Most likely, they will still play each other on the final game of the regular season. But because divisions are abolished now, if these two teams are the best in their conference, they can rematch the following week. And I was listening to the Valenti show with Rico. Mike Valenti is a popular, well-known elite sports broadcaster from Detroit, Michigan. He has a show on 97 Won the Ticket in Detroit where he talks about sports ranging from baseball, football, basketball, the professional level, to collegiate football, collegiate basketball. Big-time Michigan State fan, New York Giants fan, etc. And he brought up a point that, while I think has some flaws in it, it is a good point. It's a point that I think, combining that with the direction college football is taking, could be concerning. And I also want to address that. And that's the fact that Michigan and Ohio State facing each other back-to-back, while it could be exciting, could also be detrimental to the sport. I don't know exactly if I agree with that, but there is a valid argument to both sides. As a Michigan fan myself, I like the idea of playing Ohio State more than once in a given year. It's already a heated rivalry. Imagine if Michigan and Ohio State play each other, and one team loses in a close, bitter way, they're not punished for that. They get a chance at revenge in Indy to capture the Big Ten championship game. And with the expanded playoff, and we even saw this in 2022, even with a smaller playoff field, there is still a chance for revenge and a chance to still win the national title without capturing the Big Ten championship. And all these different ways that The season can play out. There's more variability, and I like that. I don't think that will exactly result in more parity. If you've paid attention to the blue chip ratio and how that's progressed amongst teams over the past few seasons and decades and college football recruiting, it's becoming clearer and clearer that the top of college football is separating itself from the rest of the pack. And in the case of the Big Ten, that's also been a similar story. Michigan over the past two seasons, for reasons that we will never exactly know, came out of nowhere in 2021, and in 2022, they looked like a team that could win it all. Ohio State, as we know it, has been a team that has had the potential to win the national championship every year since the early days of Jim Tressel, minus the dreaded 2011 season for the Ohio State Buckeyes, where Interim coach Luke Fickle led them to a 6-7 and seven record. Regardless, these two teams are currently at the top of the Big Ten. Penn State is close. 
but Penn State has to prove that they can go on the road and beat either of these teams. James Franklin has not beaten Ohio State or Michigan on the road, not in a full-capacity stadium. He beat Michigan on the road in 2020, but in an empty stadium. He has to prove that he can do that, and Penn State has also not beaten Ohio State at home under James Franklin except for 2016, which was off of a blocked kick. So Penn State is close, but they have to prove themselves. And with their easy schedule in 2024 and a highly talented roster that will be on campus in 2023-2024 and potentially beyond with the way they have been recruiting, they more than likely have a chance. And I think they will more than likely, either with the new 12-team playoff format, win a playoff game, get 11 wins in the Big 12 schedule starting in 2024. Who knows? I think Penn State's in a good position. And there are other Big Ten programs who've proven they can done it before. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska was dominant before joining the Big Ten in the 90s and before. Minnesota under P.J. Fleck has looked competent. Iowa under Kirk Ferentz has done it. Brett Bielema did it with Wisconsin. Maybe he can do it with Illinois. But the Ohio State Buckeyes and Michigan Wolverines are at the top. They currently have the two best recruiting classes in the 2024 cycle. Both were some of the better users of the transfer portal in the Big Ten and picked up some of the transfer portal's best recruits compared to the rest of the Big Ten, who often got more recruits per class, but they were lower quality than what the Buckeyes and Wolverines were able to snag. And both of these coaches are unanimously top 10 or top 8, and they're consensus top 5 or top 6, with Jim Harbaugh being around that top 4 spot and Ryan Day just looking from the outside in at number five or six in most head coach rankings. So these schools, they're the head of the conference. They make the conference the most money, give it the most entertainment value. Their rivalry game is incredible. So tell me in the comments below before we continue this video if you think that Ohio State and Michigan rematching back-to-back -back is a good thing or a bad thing. And I will address these comments and try to engage and answer all those questions and try and engage with you. So that, in my opinion, is the question. Like, is it detrimental? Is it good? Is it bad? Regardless, I think that there is a way to further improve the Big Ten's 2024 and 2025 schedules that I think would help the game. It would help Big Ten rivalries and college football rivalries. I think it would help make the sport more entertaining, better in general without affecting the fans' experience. So without further ado, let's get into that. But before we get into my solution, proposals, suggestions, I just want to state some obvious things to you all and confirm some things. Michigan and Ohio State are currently the Big Ten's two best programs by a mile. And then there's Penn State. And then there is several miles behind Penn State. That's currently the state of the Big Ten. Wisconsin, Michigan State, Maryland, Nebraska, Minnesota. There, there are some other programs that have recruited and or developed well enough to where in a few years, if everything goes right, they could get up in that Tier 1, Tier 1B, Tier 2 area. But Michigan and Ohio State have a huge head start 
and they're not going to be slowing down anytime soon. As I said earlier, they have the Big Ten's two best recruiting classes for the 2024 season. Both each have a four-star. Ohio State has two, not a four-star, a five-star, pardon me. Michigan has a five-star quarterback in Jaden Davis, and they have four stars, Brady Priestcorn, Jordan Marshall, Andrew Spragu, Blake Fraser, Jacob Oden, Hogan Hansen, Mason Curtis, Gerard Smith, Luke Hamilton, and Ted Hammond. They have a total of 10 four-stars, one five-star. And then for Ohio State, they have four less commits, 13 to Michigan, 17, but on average, they have the better player committed. They have two five-star wide receivers in Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham. Smith originally committed to Ohio State to play with Dylan Riola, but now he's committed to Georgia, and Smith seems to have made it apparent that Ohio State has him locked in. So that right there is just a credit to Brian Hartline. He's Ohio State's best recruiter, I think, now, and also their best developer of talent. Ohio State also picked up four-star quarterback Air Noland to replace Dylan Riola after he decommitted. That's a four-star, highly ranked in Air Noland. There are also four-star commits James Peoples, Ian Moore, Garrett Stover, Peyton Pierce, Max LeBlanc, Jordan Lyle, Deontay Armstrong, and Devontae Armstrong. Those are nine four-stars and two five-stars for Ohio State. Penn State, as I've mentioned before, is trailing. They have 17 commits, nine four-stars, eight three-stars. Their average rank per commit is lower than Michigan and Ohio State, but they have the number six recruiting class currently. So Penn State, they've done a great job recruiting ever since, I think, their 2021 class that finished outside of the top 20. So they certainly can catch up if they have a good year in 2023 and beat one of these programs, or maybe if they don't do that, but in 2024, they finally beat Ohio State in the regular season, or maybe they match up against Michigan in Indy if they get in the top two and beat Michigan there, then they could get it rolling and fit back into that number one spot that many thought they were in after 2016 and in years like 2017 and 2019. From a coaching and recruiting standpoint, whether you like or hate Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day, whether you're a Michigan fan, Ohio State fan, or college football fan, both have separated themselves from the rest of the Big Ten. You got to give them that. The two teams, and I know that this might be jumping across topics, but it fits. The, the two teams with the best conference records will play in the championship game. And Michigan and Ohio State being the two best teams in the Big Ten currently coincides with that. There's a relationship there. Are you willing to see seasons multiple seasons in the future where these two teams go back to back where they play each other potentially twice in one week it's a legitimate question and michigan only has michigan state and ohio state as protected rivals ohio state only has michigan as a protected rival mike valeni proposed moving the game to earlier in the year which i hate and my proposal avoids that I also think that not in a perfect world, but in a world where college football thrives and it doesn't turn into the minor NFL league, 
which I think there's a good possibility that it avoids that. But you also got to look at the realistic side, the pessimistic side, and TV deals currently dominate the sport. I think that Michigan and Ohio State could survive without changing this. They could survive. And in fact, the rivalry, the more I think about it, it's more likely than not that it will grow from playing each other twice or more in a given season. And you might be asking yourself, Sam, what do you mean more than twice in a given season? Well, think about the 12-team playoff. Michigan and Ohio State can play each other once in the regular season, once in Indy, and a third time in the 12-team playoff, depending on how things shake out. That could be too much, but granted, there's never enough of college football, and Michigan and Ohio State fans hate each other's guts. You want to see streaks broken? You want to avoid, you know, eight, nine-game win streaks where Ohio State and Michigan are just owning each other and it gets boring for, for the next decade? You will avoid that with these two- or three-game stretches in a year because it's hard to beat a good team twice, let alone an elite team, and it certainly seems almost darn near impossible to beat an elite team three times. Three times in the same season. It's possible, but it will be harder. So that's just some background information that I wanted to provide along with some of my thoughts. Now hold your breath, maybe close your eyes if you have to, but I do have a proposal that I think will make the Big Tens 2024 and beyond scheduling agreement and anything else revolving that. And I think that this will work especially well when the Big Ten continues to expand, whether that's Washington or Oregon, like I talked about in my video this morning, maybe Notre Dame, maybe Miami, heck, maybe even Clemson or other AAU schools. We don't know where the Big Ten's going to go with expansion. No one expected UCLA or USC to join the Big Ten. No one expected Texas and Oklahoma to move to the SEC. But college football will survive. It will do very well. It, it's the best sport in the world. And Ohio State and Michigan, the game, is the best rivalry in sports history. My proposal is a tournament for the Big Ten Championship. A tournament in which number one versus number four, number two versus number three. If you're going to miss the four-team playoff in this proposal, you would at least get it in championship week. And I think for the SEC, the Big 12, any conference, I think it would be cool to adopt this. Yes, it would add another game for four teams at the in, in the regular season, or whether you count this as the postseason, whatever. It adds another game to these four teams for the season. I'm also a fan of expanding the regular season, just making more college football games, as long as quality is not sacrificed. I don't want to sacrifice quality in exchange for quantity, and that's why I think there's a valid concern about Michigan and Ohio State rematching twice in one week. It could be too much. The rosters could be depleted. Injuries could set in. Maybe the sport, and I doubt this will happen given the nature and the intensity of college football rivalries and fan bases that you don't see at the NFL level. Maybe the teams become complacent. And there's a thought of, if we're already locked in for the playoff, might as well rest our players at the game at the end of the year, not risk any more injuries. I doubt that'll happen. I know that happens in the NFL, but I want to say here in the now, 
I seriously doubt that's going to happen. But having injuries, maybe the team gets gassed and just kind of runs out of steam, and that results in an ugly second game, that's certainly a possibility. So this proposal is a tournament, like the college football playoff. Maybe you have a bye week so that all the teams after the end of the regular season can rest before entering this tournament and have extra time to prepare for the first round of it, kind of like what happened with the college football playoff, except instead of a month, you just have a week, week of rest, week of recovery, and then you jump right in. The records that I'm using here are my way, way too early record predictions for 2024. I was bored late last night when I was recording my reaction to the schedule release, so I went in, went through several Big Ten team schedules, and made record predictions. And I think that Penn State, they have a pretty easy schedule. Ohio State, Michigan, and USC have harder schedules, but these four teams are going to be the most talented by the blue-chip ratio and by team talent composite. It'll be easily these four teams that are the most talented. Penn State will lose a lot. Michigan will lose even more, but with recruiting, they'll probably reload. Ohio State looks to return just from a standpoint of eligibility. They will return more, I think, than many might expect. And that's even after a lot of players that have the ability to go to the NFL draft early will probably leave early for the NFL draft. And then USC's been recruiting well. Lincoln Riley's a good head coach. And I think that USC will just continue to get back to prominence under Lincoln Riley. So number one, Ohio State versus number four, USC. Number two, Michigan versus number three, Penn State. In your own mind, just throw any team in the one, two, three, four slot and just think about it. And tell me your thoughts in the comments down below. I like this idea. I don't exactly know whether these matchups would be in a neutral site. I know the championship game would be, but maybe the higher seed in the semifinals gets home field advantage. Maybe all the matchups are in a neutral site, but the number one seed gets to choose where they play, just like what happens currently in the four-team playoff. Who knows? But it is just an idea. It's an idea that I certainly want to throw out there to you guys. And I think it would make the sport more fun, more enjoyable. The more games, the better. And if you give players rest and players already with NIL, more modern training, healing, I mean, with modern science, ACL injuries, and some of these other severe critical injuries and hurts and hangups could be made less severe by advances in medicine and science which could allow for more games to be played without sacrificing the quality of the players and the health of the players, certainly. I read a comment in my community post talking about this topic yesterday, and one guy basically said that this would be impossible to implement in the Big Ten or in college football itself. And while I think the idea may never be implemented, we may never see a playoff for a conference championship game, the idea is certainly a possibility, and it could work. And, and here are two reasons why. Reason number one is you got September, October, November, first week of December is championship week. Then the rest of December is free until the college football playoff 
and bowl season begin. And we can safely assume with the 12-team playoff that most teams who would be in this hypothetical tournament are going to be in the playoff regardless of what happens. I mean, on the screen right now, you see 12-0 Ohio State, 11-1 Michigan and Penn State are essentially locks whether they win or lose. The college football playoff is not kicking out an 11-2 Penn State, 11-2 Michigan. It's certainly not kicking out a 12-1 Ohio State. Just theoretically, if all of them were to lose, or not all, but one of them were to lose in the first game, they're not kicking any of them out. Even a 10-3 USC with double-digit wins in the Big Ten Conference, it would be hard to justify kicking them out of the 12-team playoff. So they'd be playing bowl games and semifinals, quarterfinals, whatever you want to call it. They'd be playing their playoff games in the later portion of December, if not early January. So just giving another week of games would not really affect much of anything. They'd still be able to get rest and preparation for their playoff games and or bowl games. Now, maybe if a team that has three losses already gets in and the fourth loss kicks them out, then maybe that could be a cause for concern for just rest, organization, the amount of games played. Because college football is one of the most physical sports in the country, in the history of sports, and therefore that's why games are played once every week. Players need adequate rest and adequate preparation. That's reason number one. You have basically the whole month of December already to prepare for the postseason. I think championship week is its own thing in between the regular season and postseason. Adding another week on, I don't think will hurt, especially since the college football playoff is already adding on weeks because it's going from four teams to 12, and it's going to be running into late January now. So I think that's reason number one. Reason number two is the NFL already does this. Now, it's not in the same way, but the Super Bowl, technically, is a matchup between the AFC champion and the NFC champion. You have playoffs for the champions of the two different conferences, quote-unquote, who then meet for the national champion, the Super Bowl champion, the NFL championship. And I think that while that is sort of a stretch because the NFL and college football in regards to the playoffs are totally different, and even with the 12-team playoff, though with the home field advantage rules and stuff, it will be more NFL-esque, the sports are still very different. And that's even including the rule change where the clock is going to run after first downs and not be reset unless it's inside two minutes of the second quarter or fourth quarter. There's still a whole lot of differences, so I get that the second point could be a little bit of a reach, but the NFL does it to a certain degree in a unique way, and you have that whole chunk of December. And as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, with advances in modern medicine, physical therapy, training, more games can be played without sacrificing the quality of the players or quality of the team. And teams who are going to be playing in these tournaments and in the college football playoff, for the most part, are going to be deep enough to where if injuries occur, they still can achieve all the goals that are in front of them. So let me know what you think of this proposal down in the comments below. I would love to see it be put in action. Other ideas that I do have are as follows. These are just personal suggestions. 
I think that the conference could mandate one, two, or three protected rivals to every Big Ten team. And by mandate only one, two, or three, I mean across the board. Not do where Iowa has three, Penn State has none, Michigan has two, Ohio State has one. Make it all set in stone. And of course, you can change it over the years. Teams can negotiate and so on and so forth. But three protected rivals for one team, zero for the other. I think that eventually that could create potentially some maybe imbalance, not trying to make everything balanced because that's unreasonable, but I'm talking about unbalances or imbalances that can that are obvious and can be fixed. Like Penn State not having any annual opponent versus Iowa having three is quite a big difference. Now, it isn't the biggest thing in the world. I'm not even complaining. I like that divisions have been removed. Another thing about divisions being removed, though, a reason for a tournament is if you're Iowa, and let's say you avoid playing Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, you you avoid playing the three biggest teams and you go undefeated, and you're the two seed, and you get in over a team that would in theory be the three seed, maybe you're 9-0 and in conference and they're 8-1, and but they played a much tougher schedule and they're obviously the better team. A tournament, what a tournament will do is it will more so guarantee that you get the two best teams in the championship, in the Big Ten championship. Because if a team, let's say, goes on a Cinderella run or they have the easiest schedule and they're not a a great team, but they take advantage of that schedule, then they have another test in front of them. And it's the test of the second, third, fourth, first best team in the conference. I think the conference, the Big Ten, could also mandate 10 conference games to have a better strength of schedule. And better strength of schedule, I know that that's kind of a, it's a something that can change. You know, the college football playoff committee when they ranked Clemson ahead of Michigan last season. I don't know who or what thought that that was a good idea based on like any actual measurement. The college football playoff, if you were to, of course, update your conference slate and add more conference games, which could mean that more teams are going to have more losses because, the again, the strength of the schedule increases you want to make sure that the college football playoff committee rewards strength of schedule. And I don't know if they exactly do. Examples of that are Florida State in 2014. Another example of this is Notre Dame. Practically every time they reach the college football playoff, minus 2020, they had a tough schedule, and in recent years they've had a tough schedule. But you can see where sometimes the college football playoff committee just doesn't really care they truly don't care about strength of schedule and it is kind of this objective thing these rankings that they release totally flawed i think they need to be updated but 10 conference games maybe you take out the third non-conference and make it a 12 regular season or maybe you just add on a conference game and make it 13 regular season games again as i've said multiple times I don't care about the amount of games, whether it's 12, 13, 14. I only want to stay where we're at or increase the amount of games we play 
as long as quality isn't sacrificed. If we can have a 13 or 14 regular season slate and still increase the playoff and get a Big Ten tournament, like have many more college football games and quality is still just as good, then that's okay. But if you have to sacrifice quality, I'm not interested. With a 10-game slate, the Big Ten could have five home and five away games per team. The four and five home and away slate that rotates every year, Valenti said it perfectly on 97-1, it's a slap in the face to season ticket holders. Only four home games, and then five at most. And it is even. It's for every team. No team has more home games in conference than the other. But with a 10-game slate, what you could do is you could make it so that at least half are home games half away, and you don't do this rotation every other year. Season ticket holders every other year get one additional home game. And I think that's good. With a 10-game slate, every team could probably have three protected rivals, and it would make sense. And with future expansion, whether it's Washington, Oregon, Miami, Notre Dame, heck, let's just throw it out there because they're AAU schools. Last time I checked, at least, Pittsburgh, Iowa State, though Penn State and Iowa would probably veto those additions. I think these former ideas, the 10-game slate, the one, two, or three protected rivals for every team, not this flex protect, and all those things, the five home, five away games, maybe the 13 regular season games. I think with future expansion, and if the Big Ten is 20 teams, for example, 20 teams, only two being represented to, you know, the championship game, I think the tournament might it might itself even become reality, become the reality in the near or distant future. I don't know how far or close this is to happening, but I think that it will become the reality. Some other ideas that I have are the Big Ten could insert a bye week before the championship game slash tournament. So if Michigan and Ohio State, they're going to rematch in the championship game, you could give them a bye week to rest, recover for the hype and the emotions to to settle in and build back up, for the stamina to build back up, or whether it's a tournament and there's four teams in, like with the college football playoff where the teams have a month to prepare for the semifinals, give them at least an additional week or two weeks to prepare for their semifinals, their conference semifinals. I also don't like this idea, but the Big Ten could abandon rivalries altogether. They could do that, where... That way, Michigan and Ohio State, they don't play on the last week weekend every year. In fact, it would be a rarity for that to happen. And that way, you don't have these constant rematches one week after another. They could do that, but I hate that idea. So I hope that that suggestion or that just idea that's floating out there is quickly killed. And I hope that the one, two, or three protected rivals for every team the 10-game conference slate with five home, five away. The bye week is something that I think is optional. I think the tournament already eliminates, for the most part, the potential of an early rematch. And also, the tournament, in theory, prevents the number one and number two team from playing each other immediately. Though, of course, who wins the tournament will figure that out 
by itself in the end. But one and two, especially in the Big Ten, with the Big Ten being as top-heavy as it's been recently, one and two, especially one, should be significantly better than four. And we've seen this in the college football playoff multiple times. And two, to a certain degree, if the big two, little 12, soon-to-be little 14 trend continues, though I think Penn State and maybe some other programs, USC, could say something about that, two could also be significantly better than three. So some years, one and two might have warm-ups against three and four, where they can rest a little and where they can still plan for meeting that other team. And then they meet that other team. They meet one and two face off, and it's a really great game. I'm just in favor of more college football. The more college football there is, the better. So those are just some of my ideas, my suggestion for the tournament. Let me know what you think about that in the comments down below. I would love to see that, a four-team playoff for winning the conference, and then you go off to the national playoffs, which currently is 12-team. I personally think that a 16-team or 8-team playoff is better because I don't like that the first four teams get a bye. Not necessarily because it's unfair or it gives them extra preparation, but because I think the top four teams, if anything, are the teams most deserving of home field advantage. And it sounds like only 5 through 8 get that advantage, get that opportunity. And I think that 1 through 4 especially... I think it's a rewarding thing to say, hey, you get to host a playoff game against an opposing team. I think that's a reward that especially the one through four should get. But it is playoff expansion. I'm excited to see it. And thank you guys for watching this video. If you liked it, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you can get notified about conference expansion, about Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12, college football all around. Thank you guys for watching College Football with Sam, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.